Wait, the music for this section is lo-fi beats to eat your partner to? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It says lo-fi eats? What an interesting... This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Now let's see, what happened last time? I am a big monster with lots of teeth and I'm going to eat you. No, you won't. We will fight you and we will win. Johannes, attack! Everyone, attack! And the monster falls. Bum, bum, bum. Where is the key? It's in the monster. Where is the curse? It has been lifted. Ah, ah, ah. Right, and then they got the relic. And uh, now we're here. All right, time to record. So you all come out of the relic room and it looks like the ward is gone completely. All of the critters that you left behind sort of sitting and waiting. Hey, Daquin. Like all the mushroom bone creatures, too? No, those, I think, have probably dissipated. Nope. Unless Coz <laughs> How long do those stay? <laughs> bone thralls ready! Forever! <laughs> They'll be around for a while. They last for 24 hours, and then I can um, uh, reassert control over them. Man, Alex has never had a necromancer in her party. So the bone creatures will still be around tomorrow. Well played. I was going to say, my understanding of creatures like this is not that they just go away. It's that the, the person controlling them may not maintain control on them, and then they just start doing whatever they want to do. Yeah, that's, I think, kind of what happens. Okay. I mean, they, they are also then yeah. hanging out with the critter crew. So your control over the bones might fracture. So you all step out, and it looks like Alita is in the middle of the ritual. It's not going to be terribly long, though, before she completes it. And the room feels lighter. There are small motes of light that dance around in the air after the ritual is completed. And she sort of, like pulls herself out of the out of the pool in the center of the room like one would get out of the pool. But she changed clothes, right? Yeah, she changed into her priest robes uh, and was standing about chest deep in the water. This sounds like some Final Fantasy X stuff. It, it's very Final Fantasy X. She's going to, like, duck behind a pillar and change into dry clothes and sort of, like, sling her pack over her shoulder. Okay, so I think there's an easier way to get out than we came in. There's like a service entrance? I I don't know that I like the idea of an easier exit, given that we're like however many tens or hundreds of feet underwater right now. And at we're that, the camera underwater. zooms out through all of the ocean, and then you hear a whale sound like this. Smash cut back to Alita. I mean, yes, we're very, 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 very deep, but 
priests came and went all the time here, especially now that, you know, there are horrifying entities of hunger all over the place. Well, we're fine. We're full. I mean, we are now. Well, there's all kinds of spare meat around here to eat. <laughs> Boo! No! <laughs> Gross! <laughs> should we, I, um, should we take a rest before we, we leave? I would actually be curious uh, about some of the rooms we weren't able to explore because they were full of hunger-inducing flobs all over the place. I'd like to speak to that point for a moment. I would also like to speak to Koza's point for a moment. Yes, we should take a rest because this has been a very damaging day that we've been through here, both physically and emotionally, morale-wise and everything. Also, Solinar, do not let your greed overtake you because just because we've managed to sort of defeat this creature does not mean we should not get the heck out of here as fast as possible. So I vote for us getting out of here as fast as possible, even though that might mean we might miss out on some treasure, but let's be, let's be real, it's probably just gonna be a bunch of old boxes, bones, and rotten dragon robes, the stuff like that. But antiques are so valuable. Tell you what, buddy, you know where this place is now, and theoretically we've cleared it out, so you could always come back later and get something. You and I both know that if I come back alone, that's tons of trips out. Well, how about things. once we get rich, once we get rich, you can hire your own band of mercenary movers that can come with you and carry stuff. Ugh, as if you can ever trust those guys to not keep their hands off the merchant no, come on we need honestly to get out of here. we need to get out of here this place is dangerous and i don't like it well it was dangerous i like that uh boat is like and now buddy don't let your greed get the best of you as he grabs another plate of offering gold and he like pours it into <laughs> his shirt and he's like you you know as well as i do we need to that get was a heck. calculated risk this is not a calculated risk you're taking uncalculated risks. It's totally a calculated risk. The big evil thing is gone. The flobs went with it. Therefore, the dungeon's probably safe and full of delicious lootables. Let me see your abacus. I'm not resting down here, and we shouldn't explore until we've rested. Let me see your abacus to show your work. Are we just going to rest here? I think this is a bad idea. I don't like it at all. <laughs> Alita, I mean, do you feel like it would be safer to rest here or outside the temple? I mean, it's been purified. I already did that whole ritual. There's a dragon bias going on here. Even though I'm 164th dragonborn, I think we should get out of here. What if, but, what if, mm -hmm. I usually hate plans like this. Hear me out. What if, since Boat really wants to go to the surface, and I really want to continue exploring this temple, we divide the group in two, and a few of us go loot things, and a couple of us go set up camp up topside. What a, is that? A, is that a terrible Alita? Your eyes bugged out so hard when I said that. If traveling with all of you has taught me anything, it's that when we get split up, bad things happen. I mean, you went off on your own little side quest there for a while, and you managed to come back okay. It didn't go well. You well, got a whole alive is all I'm saying. You got a whole deer out of it. Yeah, but at what cost? I don't know. At what cost? I don't know how, don't know how much per ounce venison is these days. I want to I want to I would like to explore that further, but I feel like that definitely should be done outside of the temple. So, we're completely against dividing the group. 
I really want to explore more. Boat really doesn't want to explore more. Where's everybody else at? I would mostly just like to take a, take a rest. But like, but I would be very curious. I would be curious to see more of the the temple. I, I'm sure there's many undiscovered things. But do you want to like fall asleep, rest, or take like a lunch break? Well, not lunch. I'm so full still. But oh. you know what I mean. Like just chill out here for like a little while until we've got our breath. Oh, I'm ready to go to sleep. Oh, I, I'm quite exhausted. From oh. Koza, I've got a, I've got a solution for you. Why don't you command your bone creatures? to form of bed and then you can lay on top of them and they can just transport you around with their bone bed legs that sounds so uncomfortable it also it sounds like horrifying <laughs> um i i think um uh Kozis has mentally commanded the, them to create like sort of like a, an arm seat between the two of them like a litter uh i i they've like they're they've held their appendages out and Koza's uh it's a bone throne. Yes, oh, and there he, it because is. Droped his um dra- droped, draped his bedroll over over it and is trying to like clamber up on it. Bone throne is ready. <laughs> that never gets I feel, old. <laughs> I feel like so sleeping good. in the bone throne as it's moving would be the equivalent of sleeping with your armor on. Sleeping in the bone throne restful. is a great album name. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't. Right now, these creatures are too bony to really relax on. Oh my god, on. this episode is sleeping in the bone throne. Come on, so. do it. <laughs> I thought it was going to be entering the bone zone, but either is fine. This, this is a bronze temple. I'm a bronze. I'm, I'm a bronze dragon priest in training. I feel that we should respect the sanctity of the temple. And Alita is always my guide, but even more so in the ways of the dragon priesting. And has has suggested that not only we stay together, but also uh, that we take a moment of respite to collect ourselves. And I want to uh, follow in Elita's footsteps. Well, thank you, Johannes. Honestly, whatever you guys decide is fine. I think that we've done what we came here to do. And on one hand, I am excited to move on and get things moving. And on the other hand, I did promise you all the wealth of whatever we found so well there could also be uh uh knowledge there could be knowledge in this temple that we don't have about bronze priests and the time when the dragons were still here right i have a compromise why don't we leave and then rest and then in the morning we can have a conversation about looting again after we've all gotten plenty of rest. So backtrack. Well, not if there's a faster way to get out of here, which you alluded to, given your d- d- dragon fort knowledge. You guys are probably not going to like it, though. What? What is it? Tell oh, us what it no, is. Oh, no, we're going to be taken through the bone zone. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a ritualistically mummified dragon behind that door there. Mm-hmm. Underneath it is a how do I adequately describe this? It's like a big glass tube filled with water. It shoots you right, right out. There's a water slide. There's a pressurized water slide. It's, sounds, it goes up. It sounds down. like a water cannon. It sounds like a dragon poot. 
It was an emergency escape hatch in case something like, well, like what happened, happened. I sometimes poot out of my emergency escape hatch, too. <laughs> Johannes's armor has two buttons on the back of it that flap down. I, as, as much as I love the idea of uh, having an expedient exit, I really don't like the idea of being fired out of a cannon at the shoreline. I'm sure it's very safe 300 years ago. I'm not so sure it's super safe now. Yeah, I kind of agree with uh, Solonar there. Those carnivals that pop up uh, and travel around, those are inspected like once a year and they're not very safe. Well, I'm going to take the first shot then because I'm ready. You're going to go past the mummified dragon? Didn't Alita say that's what we're supposed to do? I mean, she said that that is a way to get out. She's not saying that is the way you need to get out. Yes. She just said that's faster. I believe in Alita. I'm going to do the mummified dragon cannon poot. Enter and exit the dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a famous kung fu movie. So the door is up toward the north. Uh, it, it's kind of hidden, but you're able to move the door. It makes sort of a loud screeching sound as you pull it aside. It seems older than some of the other doors. As you stand there, there is, like Alita said, an enormous mummified bronze dragon, rotted offerings, and long extinguished candles surround it. Oh, I like those candles. You're lighting them? Yeah, and then I'm gonna put, I've I've got some incense here. And I say, oh, dead mummified dragon, you have stood watch here for so many millenniums. And it is with great honor that I say to you now that my party led by Alita Dragon Priestess has cleared your temple of evil and hunger and we bequeath it back onto you and into your mummified paws. Claws. That was very charming, Johannes. Alita's going to, like, inspect around the base, find a panel, and pull it to the side, uh, revealing sort of a hatch that you guys can scoot down in. I still really think this is not a good idea. That the risk risk to reward ratio seems very low. Boat? Koza? I'll take the pipe. After somebody else takes the pipe. (laughs) Um, If we die, you won't know. Johannes steps in. He's like, don't worry. I'll puff, puff, pass. And he closes the door. You're closing the hatch before anyone comes through? Oh, isn't why I thought it was a... Boat knocks on the hatch. No, it's like it's like a scoot in hatch. You have to like grab it and and like tuck your body into it. Got it. He tucks Johannes tucks his body into it. Boat knocks on the hatch and he pops it up and he goes, "Hello, this is the yellow submarine calling. uh, I mean, uh, uh, submersible, which is not a vehicle, but uh, uh, dang it, this is how safe this thing is. It's the YOLO submarine." (laughs) 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 Oh yeah. Johannes opens the hatch and he goes, "Yeah." Hello, YOLO. This is your captain speaking. Uh, I've got I got a suggestion for you. Now, it's going to be time consuming, but you go through this. Follow me here. You yep, go yep, through yep. this. You emerge outside and are fine. Okay. Then 
come back in uh-huh. and tell us you were fine so we can all take that way out. Oh, I've got an, I've got an idea. Uh, here, give me one second. Here, Daquin. Here you go. Boat, take care of Daquin. Okay. Daquin will tell you if I'm fine or not. We have a, a paternal connection. I set him on my hat. As you drop down through the hatch, you don't land in the tube. You land in an antechamber underneath the, the mummified dragon room. You hear the sound of rushing water and you see what appears to be an ornately carved sort of raft boat. It's somewhere between the two of them that has seats carved into it. It looks like instead of like water sliding, you would get into this vessel. It's a flume? Yeah. Okay. A flume oh, cannon. Oh, you guys, you guys <laughs> at the t- uh, party. There's uh, the, th- you remember when we went and visited the Viceroy who had the tasty apples? Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing, just looks older. All right, well, just, you know. I'm actually going to go with Johannes. Um, I- I'll join Johannes too. I feel like I'm being peer pressured. So, because uh, there's room for exactly two more. Is there room for my. Oh, oh yeah. So, <laughs> after you say that, the, the two um, <laughs> fungal creatures take seats. Take to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, all full. You guys are going to have to get on the next one. Solonar boat, do you want to come with us? I mean, I'm not staying down here by myself. Please Ooh, keep like your arms sort of and maniac. legs inside the cart at all time. Well, it looks like we're just going to have to take the next ride. One of the uh, creatures um, sort of pats what would be its lap. <laughs> uh, Alita looks over at Koza. Come on, man. Mind the gap. I mean the lap, please. Look, I had to expend quite a bit of energy to um, to, 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 to bring these these two new... Uh, a friends into existence. I, I, I'd appreciate if you didn't take that lightly. Is there a button? It's not or that something? I take it lightly. It's just I value the lives of our friends. Is there like a button or something that clearly activates this machine? There is a large glowing crystal in the center of a console. Boat mashes it. Uh, so Solinar and Boat are not on the boat, correct? Correct. All right. With a loud. <laughs> Flume shoots forward at a blinding speed. It goes into the darkness, and the two of you can't see your party anymore. What are you two gonna do? Well, we'll now we just wait, and we see if the squirrel says everybody's okay. And if they are, then we get out of here. And if not, we figure out what we're gonna do next with our lives. I, um, How are you going to communicate that they're okay? I have. Daquin's a paternal. We've got a paternal. That, you don't have a message or a sending stone or anything like that. I have a. I have a problem with this theory. Uh, first of all, I don't talk squirrel, and I'm pretty sure you don't either. Sec- it doesn't matter. Second as long all, as the squirrel talks us, uh, he can listen to us, and he can like blink one eye if everybody's fine or something. You are. How you are putting a lot of weight in a thing Johannes said in a very clearly delusional fugue state. I don't think he was delusional. We're all feeling better after we beat that monster. I I don't. Mm, yeah, sure. But also he said that a squirrel 
would know because of their paternal connection whether or not he was alive. I'm pretty sure the world word you guys are looking for is fraternal. No, I'm like Daquin's father. <laughs> okay, cool. Right. Well, he's got all kinds of paladin power. Surely communicating with animals involves something like that, especially if the animal is his child. Now, I've heard of a great many magical things. I've heard of druids that can talk to animals. I'm pretty sure Koza's one of those. And uh, in fact, I know he is because we've had we've had animal conversation situations before. We have never seen Johannes talk. Johannes talks to rocks, Boat. Real quick, I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll a squirrel reaction for the audience. (laughs) Um, Daquin uh, clambers up a boat's um boat's uh, finger, and Daquin uh looks at them both, and uh he flicks his squirrel tail kind of back and forth. He reaches inside, like behind himself, and he pulls out a tiny nut and he starts chewing on it. And that is as much reaction as you get. That must mean they're okay. <laughs> wow, I uh, there's no sense in me being down here by myself. If this goes bad, then at least it'll go bad in the same way. Maybe we can pull each other out of whatever mess is created. Yes, I will come with you on this ridiculous flume ride. But not because the squirrel said they were fine, which the squirrel did not do, I will point out. I'm just, I'm just mad that those bone creatures took our seats. You, we didn't want to be on the first ride anyway. So is there like... Is there like a shallow sort of like channel where the flume like returns and like (laughs) slows and stops? Nope. So if we if we go down there where the water like gently flowing into the chamber is, is there like any more panels, any more controls, levers to throw, anything like that? There's just that singular crystal. I've got it covered and Boat's eyes roll back in his head. Um, and he starts to sort of uh, chant a mantra for a few seconds, and then a spiritual form of him emerges, immediately loses all detail, and then vanishes from sight as my unseen servant approaches the crystal controls. Okay, but how is soup going to help us in this situation? (laughs) Fair question. So what are you doing? I guess if the flume's not going to come back, we need to just get in the water, have the servant hit the button, and then we go. What if... Hear me out. Solonar reaches over and hits the button. You see the water converge and shoot forth as it did when the boat was on top of it. However, there is no boat. Oh, I was really hoping that would feed another boat into the... I have an idea. Uh... I have an idea. Wait right here. Wait right here. I have an idea. Boat goes back into the previous room where we fought the many mouth monster mm-hmm. and grabs the table that's in there and pulls it into the other room. It makes a loud skirt, skirt, skirt as you're like dragging it. Because this is an enormous table. So you're just like dragging it into the room with a loud skirt. And it happens. It, it takes you like 15 minutes. All right. Let's put it this way. After the first, like, two minutes of scree, scree, Solonar climbs up out of the chamber and it's like, what in the hell are you? Dear Lord, man, that's a big table. 
It's our way out of here. Is it gonna fit down the hatch? We'll break it if we have to. Oh god, I hate this plan. So right. Solinar then at that point helps Boat get the table to the hatch. Down the hatch? Does it fit? Down the hatch. Solinar's favorite phrase. Just barely. Oh All my right. god. Well, color me impressed. Uh okay, now. All right, I'm going to climb down the table and then I'll angle it out. Just make sure it doesn't like fall on me down there. All right, mm-hmm. gently, gently. Right, okay, and you then got a little pivot, pivot, and then pivot. Just, just as uh, Boat is saying pivot the third time, uh, it gets too low for Boat to keep hanging on to it. So he has to let it go and it just bounces down the entire ladder at high speed, pushing Solinar into the channel. Solinar comes up spluttering like, oh, 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 it's all salt water. It burns. It burns in my eyes and my wounds. Oh. My raccoon <laughs> wounds. <laughs> I, I, I thought I was the only one who was about to do raccoon wounds. <laughs> Bless you, Brandon. All right. So you two are going to load up into this table. Oh, um. God. Solonar, do you have any rope? Uh, always. Let's Why wouldn't tie, I have rope? Let's do, let's do this just to try to be safe. Let's tie ourselves to each other by a length of rope and then yeah, not tie ourselves to the table, but create kind of a harness on it that we can grab like we were riding a horse, but it's a table. Solonar kind of looks at the looks at the table, looks at boat. Pulls out rope, looks at the table, looks at boat, goes, so you want to have, like, reins that we hold on to. That's the word, yes, yes. And then when this stops, I presume very suddenly, we will not be thrown forward because... Because we're lightly tied to the table. Wow. and it's only, look at that, it's only going to stop suddenly if it smashes into a wall. Otherwise, we'll just slow down. Oh, we're going to die. We're going to die doing this ridiculous flume ride. I'll sit in front. That'll, <laughs> I'll keep you safe. So you just, act like, you just act like we're riding a horse. You just grab my waist and hang on. Solonar ties, uh, I, you know what, I should do a... Should do a sleight of hand roll here. While he's rolling that, mm-hmm. I wish for listeners that I'd been filming Alex's facial expressions through all of this. I'm sorry that you guys <laughs> don't get to experience the wide range of uh, disappointment, uh, laughter, and also just like devious stares that are being given. Okay, so Solinar creates not only reins for the uh, the vessel in question. He also then realizes that if he ties, he can make little loops and attach them to the cross sections of the table that Boat and his feet fit into perfectly as almost like stirrups to give them more stability. Uh, And all of this gets tied together perfectly. And then Solonar does a single loop around himself and Boat with a, a bow knot that can be easily detached in case of trouble. And then uh, all of that boat boat goes to test all of it. And it's all just like 
the sturdiest, safest knots you would ever find on anything because I net 20 to that roll. <laughs> uh, boat get boat takes point in front, straps himself in. Solinar clambers on board and like sort of he grabs boat's shoulders, not his waist. Cause it, he like, he like looks at boat's waist and is like kind of weird. And so grabs shoulders and then sets in and puts his feet in his like little, little stirrups down there. And then uh, as they're seated there, Solonar is just like deep breathing, just like, uh, uh, okay, Boat, I guess we're going to do this. All right, we're going to do a countdown. We're going to do a countdown. All right, atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed. Five, four, three, two. And Boat takes a huge intake of breath. And then it's just like, what? And then he gives the command for his unseen servant to smash that like button. Just as the unseen servant is smashing the button, Solonar goes, wait, wait, I'm not so sure about this plan. As uh, Solonar begins to complain, uh, goes, shh, 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 and shoots you guys like the bullet out of a gun into this tube. Oh, God. You guys shoot through, and this is for both groups because you'll experience the same tube. You're going to go through darkness, complete and total darkness. God, it's like Space Mountain. (laughs) Until the light bursts forth, almost painful to your eyes. You are surrounded by ocean and sea life as you shoot through the ocean itself. You see coral reefs and beautiful colored fish as well as much as you can while you're like rocketing 60 miles per hour through this tube uh we're gonna go with koza and johannes for this one first you are going to go through water as you break through the top of the ocean you're going to you're going to hover mid-air like 50 to 60 feet above the sea level as the boat disconnects from you guys everything is going to go dark after that are we wet yes are we air drying rapidly the five of you wake up on a beach surrounded by shattered remains of the table and the boat Oh, oh no! no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! He's all over. You are woken by, well, specifically Johannes is woken by a snuffling nose, like sort of pressing over his his face. It's a horse. It's a horse nose. Uh, uh, oh, a horse. Whoa! Oh, hey! Oh God! Hey, snuffles! Oh man! Have we got a story to tell you? Did you build another meat shack on this beach? Snuffles is actually the horse that it was and stands there kind of pawing impatiently. You see uh, Stronky and Midnight behind her as well. Oh, hey, we got the whole crew. Oh, my God. Boat! Johannes runs over and starts piecing back together the pieces of the boat that shattered. When as he's grabbing like the stern on the boat that they launched off of and everything, he sees 
he, he goes over a rock to grab it so he could try to put the boat back together because he feels as a dragon priest he should put the boats back together but then he sees boat and bare, half buried in the sand his butt sticking out of the sand with the rest of him under it and he starts taking it's like boat up and he grabs him and he goes and there's a soft pop as he pulls him out of the sand boat coughs sand and salt water out of his mouth uh, make sure he's still got his hat and his uh cloak of office of the guard captaincy of palabar and his it's not what it is and his belt and everything um his boat like no worse for the wear no you're winded and don't remember a whole lot after you broke through the water but you're alive and you have no less hit points than you did when you got on the boat i am amazed that i didn't break anything when that happened oh you broke a table uh which is well i mean that's just because i'm a wrestler yeah, it seems like a very Metallica thing of you to do. Uh, oh, there's other people over here. We gotta. Get, oh my gosh, look at all of them! And Johannes runs over, uh, and the, he pulls. There's a, a bed of mushrooms that has sprouted around, because uh, and then two piles of just absolute destroyed bones. Um, one mostly arms and one mostly legs. Wait, did did they not survive? They probably can get I back mean, up. They crashed into the beach with a high impact, so that's up to you, dear. They can probably get back up. But uh, Johannes goes up and he starts, uh, and he goes up to Koza and he goes, Oh, Koza, Koza. Uh, oh, uh, oh, Johannes, I guess we're okay. I guess we are. Either that or we've all landed on Celestial Beach. The beachfront that is supposed to be at the foot of the Casa de Sun whenever she wants to go and get a tan. Alita kind of like shakes the sand out of her hair. We're somewhere on the Crescent Bay, I think. Uh, what you thought was a small outcropping of rocks uh, turns out to be Solinar under his cloak in an incredibly awkward and angular position. And he sort of like the rocks start shifting and moving and then rustling and then scraping free of sand. And Solinar emerges like, uh, uh, uh. are we dead? We're dead, aren't we? We died doing log flume boat trip explosions. Well, I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa Mr. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, we've survived. <laughs> And the sky looks normal, so it's not another one of those weird islands full of kids and dolls. Well, we can be thankful for that. As much as we love kids and dolls, I do not want to go back to that island. You don't strike me as liking either of those things. Are you kidding me? I, I have so many dolls that I won as trophies from various carnivals. Oh, for the love of the dragons. Okay, so she kind of dusts off her dress. I don't know how we survived that. I do not know what Bronze Dragon Priest did before without stairs. Um, this is horrifying, but we're not dead. So I guess we decide what to do next. Oh, Daquin. Thanks for letting uh, him. The squirrel excitedly leaps like almost like a flying squirrel from Boat's hat into Johannes's loving arms. Huzzah! Man, you're like a double-A baseball team. Man, <laughs> I gotta tell you, Daquin, I'm so glad that you got Boat and Solna. You let them know that we were okay, so they came. Thank you, buddy. He salutes. Hello. All right. Does anybody want to explain to me how Snuffles, Midnight, 
and Strunky all got all the way down here when presumably they didn't know where we went after we went into the shrine. Alita kind of looks over. Yeah, that's... I... I don't know. Much in the same way that Johannes has a paternal connection with Daquin, I feel like I have a similar paternal connection with Snuffles. Snuffles paws at the sand angrily and snorts. <laughs> see, she's so excited to see me say that. She shakes her mane. She's, oh, look, she's even more excited. She's just so happy I'm alive. <laughs> Actually, in that vein of thought, where the hell is Barnaby? I don't know. She looks around. I don't know. So are we on like a beach at a shoreline? Yes. Okay, so we're not at like a beach at the base of the cliffs we were on. No. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't like this. I don't like any of this. This is suspicious. What is? Well, all of our animals are here. They should be back well, at the shrine where we left them. Well, three of the animals are here. The rest we took with us. Well, yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. But my point still stands that Stronky, Snuffles, and Midnight should not have been able to just find their way to us all the way wherever we are. I don't know how they did that either. Snuffles. <laughs> Snuffles turns and looks at you. You got something you want to tell us? Snuffles sighs deeply. I can't tell if that's a yes. You can't talk to Snuffles. I mean, I am talking to Snuffles. I just hey. can't tell if that's a yes. Yeah, nobody nobody gets to tell Solonar who he can and can't talk to. <laughs> you don't have the ability to talk to animals, Solonar. I absolutely have the ability to talk to animals. I just don't have the ability to understand them. All right, well, uh, you know. <laughs> One second. I need to check. I don't know if I have talk to animals prepared. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So, um, Koza sees this conversation. <laughs> Looks at his staff, back at the this conversation, and then um, uses his uh, staff of the woodlands, but it's staff of the mushroom lens, <laughs> um, yes. to cast uh, speak with animals and ask Snuffles. Um, Snuffles. Uh, um, hello. Um, we've never spoken before. Um, I guess that's strange, but um. How did you find your way down here? What languages do you speak, Koza? Do you um, speak Infernal? <laughs> I, I speak um, Common, Elvish, and Sylvan. Wonderful. So, the voice that greets you is authoritative and booming. Yet, it speaks in a language you do not understand. What does it um, sound like? Like, do I recognize the language? Yeah, it's Abyssal. Uh, it's Abyssal because Snuffles is an eldritch horror god. Yeah. Uh, you would not recognize it because it is not a language you speak. Well, I mean, I don't speak like German, say, what is it, but I what recognize it sound like? when somebody's yeah. speaking German. <laughs> it sounds oddly familiar like a sharp piercing sounds to the language that you know you've heard before 
almostly almost regularly. Make it a roll, make it a roll, make it a roll. Yeah, let me, is that a history roll? Does it sound like? (laughs) (laughs) What's the modifier to recognize this language? Gabe, please cut whatever Alon just did out forever. You said a sharp piercing sound. Like, what does the language sound like? Give us a give us a sound. I'm not. I I don't have the capacity to make those sounds with my mouth. So <laughs> can um, you make them with something else? <laughs> just like make fart noises with my hand. If that's what it sounds like. Uh, Chapman, what were you saying? Uh, what what would I need to roll to see if I recognize the language? Is history? What history? I guess history is the best roll for eleven. You know that it is something old, and you know that it is something important, but you do not know which language this is. I'm telling y'all, it's definitely Abyssal. No, I did my Abyssal impression, and that's very low pit. I'm sorry, Miss Snuffles. Um, I don't understand what you're saying. Snuffles sighs again and shakes her mane. This useless party. <laughs> I tolerate them, but only because they give me oats. Was there any other animals there with it? I mean, there's Midnight and Stronky. So Koza's going to turn to um, Stronky. Koza's talked to Stronky before. Um, uh, uh, Stronky, um, hello. Yes. Um, how did you find your way to us? Snuffles led us here right after you left for the shrine. Oh. Can you talk to Snuffles? <laughs> Snuffles is very soft, and I can't understand the soft sounds that comes from Snuffles' voice. Okay, well, um, thank you. How have you been? <laughs> Swole! <laughs> hey, I mean, I guess, did you, did you use your time while you were waiting to exercise? That, that seems like a very good use of your time. Oh yeah, I've been hoofing it. I'm proud of you. Thank you, and I'm proud of you for for your uh, affirmations of me. Keep going, Koza. You're gonna be ripped before I'm done with you. Well, well, thanks, thanks, Stronky. He sounds like a wrestling promotion, which is very on brand, but he does. Mm-hmm. Next time on Quid Pro Roll, uh, Stronky's gonna be a world champion in the Equine League. Yeah. He's a donkey. Oh, oh yeah. You put a you put a horse in the ring with a donkey and only one of us walks out. Regardless. Uh, uh, wait, um, real real quick, um, horse horse facts. Uh the the what is it? The genus Equus is for both horses and donkeys. Yeah, because they can interbreed. Heck yeah, that's the Equus equine belt right there. Delightful. Chapman, you were gonna say something. Yeah. Um so that was gonna move us to the game. Um, something of value. Midnight. Uh, we haven't met yet either. Oh, did you think I was doing anything of value now? Oh, God, <laughs> I, I just want us to move forward. Josh, you got Midnight's voice, right? No, I don't believe we have met. Oh, oh. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't introduce myself. Uh, I'm Koza. Uh, is Midnight the name you want to go by? Oh, you're the one who always smells like mold. Um, uh, yes. Mid- uh, midnight works fine, I suppose. It's not as refined as it really should be. However, it, it'll work for now. Different? I-, I could call you something different. I 
Look, I've given up a long time ago on being called anything but what humans deem to call me. Midnight will do fine for now. Thank uh, you. Okay. Um, I I'm kind of assuming that, that you can't speak to Snuffles, but I thought I would ask just in case. Snuffles concerns me. Oh? Whatever language she speaks, it's, it is not the language of horses, nor donkeys. Uh, Stronky and I will occasionally have conversations, mostly about lifting things, which is fine, I suppose. But uh, Snuffles, um, you know how sometimes you hear things in the night and it's not certain whether it's a predator or simply something moving through the brush? I, I get that feeling anytime Snuffles opens her mouth, so... I, I try not to engage except for typical horse signals like tail swishing and snorting and, you know, things like that. We, we keep it very simple for communication. Oh, okay. Well, it was nice to meet you. I'm sure it was. You're welcome. Johannes, what's the name of your squirrel again? Uh, Daquin. Uh, Stuffanutter. The third? Uh, I think you stuff another the like thirteenth. So so Kosa oh, notices yeah. Daquin's head poking out of the armor. Ah, oh, um, I guess while I'm here, um, uh, <laughs> Daquin, it's it's nice to meet you too. Nice, yes. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I realize I, I don't. I just wanted to 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 introduce myself. I, I'm Kosa, um, and uh, if there's anything I can do for you, let let, let me know. Oh, hi, cousin. More nuts. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, because it notices, uh, an acorn on the ground and tosses it. I like your cousin, thank you! And, uh, uh Daquin scampers back into the, uh, the armor and you can hear, I gotta hide this, I gotta hide this nut! I gotta hide it! Uh, okay, well, um, uh, goodbye. While this is happening and Koza goes from snorting and whinnying to chip, chip, chippering, at at Daquin, Alita's gonna kind of like lean over to Boat and Solonar and be like, "Is he okay?" No more off than he usually is. I think it's fine. Are you sure he didn't hit his head? Entirely possible. I mean, it it seems like he's getting appropriate responses, so I have to assume that whatever he's doing is working. I will be intrigued to see what uh, Snuffles had to say since she just opened her mouth and sort of whispered at him. That was weird. Yeah, that was unsettling. I tried, I tried asking Snuffles how she got here, and she doesn't speak horse. What do you mean she doesn't speak horse? Uh, the language she responded in, it wasn't horse. It, it was something different, something ancient. Boat. How did you and Snuffles meet again? I mean, I'm not going to say anything untoward or dishonest happened, but Snuffles was uh, in the service of uh, a shop in a town I was passing through during the wrestling career before I met you, Solonar. And I could tell that Snuffles wasn't being terribly well cared for, so uh, we were leaving at like four o'clock the next morning to go to the next town. So I may or may not have wandered over there and unlocked the gate and put a carrot in my pocket to get uh, Snuffles to follow me. 
So you stole a horse. I did not steal a horse. Because Snuffles is not a horse. You're a rustler and a wrestler. That was very Look, good. I stole a, I stole a deer. I can't say anything, but that was horse theft. Hey, y'all. Wait. Is it, not, is it really I'm, horse theft if the horse <laughs> follows you? See, I said the same thing, but then everybody said that I was a horse. I was a deer thief. Yeah, so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say right now, but uh, you stealing is bad. Uh, it doesn't matter how the animal follows you. If you enable that, then that is not a good thing to do. I know how we can end this discussion, and I know how we can end it once and for all. Uh, Koza can sort of, kind of talk to Snuffles. He just can't understand Snuffles. So that means that Snuffles is a sentient creature. So I didn't steal Snuffles. I liberated her from bondage. Okay, let's let's not bicker and argue over who stole who and who stole what. We need to make a decision. The only thing I steal is hearts. We need to make a decision. We're closer to Talair than we are the Glade of the Nymphs. Would it make more sense, instead of bringing the relic directly to Lord Alden, what if we just went to Talair, got the copper relic, and brought them both back? I'm in favor. Let's head for merry old Talair. Oh, oh, so, so soon. Um, uh, I mean, uh, 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 surely we shouldn't carry this very valuable relic around with us. Uh, Talair's, Talair's known for its thievery. Do you think it would be safer to bring it all the way back to Alden? Well, sure, because, you know, um, Alarian roads. Yeah, probably. Right? I don't... We it could, would waste so much time, I think. We could get a safe deposit box while we're there. We're not leaving the relic of bronze in a safety deposit box. It's just a suggestion. I didn't hear anybody else talking about how to keep it safe. I mean, I think it's safer than with us than in a box, as ridiculous as that is to say. Mostly because the people we're trying to keep it from are clearly very powerful in magic. I mean, Johannes, you're the one who's bearing it. What do you think? Well, I'm going to be honest, Alita. If, whatever you think is the best decision, I mean, I'm obviously going to watch over this with my life. I don't think putting it in a box would be a good idea unless that box was coming with us. Johannes, I appreciate that, but I'd really rather you have your own opinion. I, my opinion is that I don't really understand maps or, or distances well, and if you, you guys say it's going to take longer, then I think we probably shouldn't take a long time. But at the same time, dragons have been gone for a long time, so it could be longer safer, but it all depends on what we want to find. Okay. Jumping off that, Koza? Um, uh, if you feel comfortable with us holding on to this and feel it's the better option, uh, I I would be inclined to, to go along with what you think. Okay, so it's three against one. Well, I guess I get to deal with it. Sorry, Solinar, but I do think this will be more efficient. No, I had, we were going to have to do this eventually anyway. Regardless, she kind of claps her hands together. Let's get moving then. Well, actually, um, as you said that, Koza had gone and like was beginning to set up a little area to camp in. 
Koza? What time of day is it? Cause uh, we like afternoon. We haven't taken a break. We just fought our way through a temple. Yeah. This is so weird. I'm I, gonna. I, I really need to just sleep a little bit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and say we're not camping here. You see all of this stuff underneath us, right? All of this sand. Ah. Look. That that means the tide is gonna roll in. And then we'll be camping underwater. Uh, okay, fine. We'll get a little closer to the tree line. Is there a tree line? Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, the the natural bridge between Alaria and Talaire is actually identified by having several pine forests. There's also a town not that far from here that we could probably sleep in beds and get decent meals for a change. Which would be nice oh? because my mouth tastes like sand and trail rations. What's the town? Okay, so we are in the Crescent Bay. Yes. Uh, I think Solinar is assuming that we are closer to uh, Miller's Port than like uh, Honnet. So he's figuring Stratton would probably be somewhere generally around where they're at, I think is what he's assuming. That's not terribly inaccurate, but you're probably like a day or so's ride from Stratton. Oh, I don't. So I think because we're on the beach, I don't think Solinar knows that. I don't think so either. So until they get up and onto the road, uh, Solinar's like, yeah, there should be a town that's like really close by because we should be roughly about here on the map. And Stratton's like right there. So that's like not even a quarter day's ride from here. And then we get up and we get closer to the road and Solinar's like, oh. Oh, no. No, actually, we're um, we're significantly farther than I thought we were. Uh, I, I guess we will be camping outdoors tonight. That's uh, that my my bad, y'all. I, I thought we were somewhere else. That fills me with confidence, since you're the native Talarian. Well, you know, I don't travel by beachfront that often, so... <laughs> also, I haven't been back in probably six or seven years or something like that. Okay. And Boat, it's been a while since you've been to Talar, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's been quite a while. Like, the last time I did a tour there was several years ago. and How many? Gosh, probably four or five at least. You both actually might have been in Talaire at the same time, it sounds like. Uh, it's possible. Oh, we definitely wouldn't have crossed paths while I was last in Talaire. I don't know. Apparently, I'm a horse thief, so maybe I was palling around with you doing nefarious <laughs> things. Yeah, nope. Definitely, uh, if horse thievery or otherwise, we would not have been in the uh, same general vicinity. Solinar, is there something we need to worry about when we get to Talaire? Uh, well, I'm more wanted there than in most of Alaria, which is weird, because I did most of my crime in Alaria. So we just have to make sure Solinar doesn't get picked up, right? He could wear a disguise. I mean, that's that's kind of what the, the cloak is all about. Listen, you guys no, give not me... Like a, not a disguise like that that's very obvious you're up to something. Just like... <laughs> Maybe put on a floral print shirt and wear a fake mustache. Listen, listen. Once we get past Cinderdale, you're going to see what I was talking about. Uh, 
Talaire at large is a lot more blacks and grays and suit jackets and vests. It's, listen, black cloak, gonna blend right on in into Lair. Alaria, for some reason, is all about, like, blues and reds and purples. And I Honestly, I don't get it. If you're gonna wear a cloak, you want something that's easy to clean. So let's do what Koza said. Let's camp here and first light, we'll get up and we'll head towards Talaire. I guess so. Honnet or Cinderdale? Uh, I don't remember. I love that sound. Gabe sample that sound later. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were from Cinderdale. <laughs> uh.